0: You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: Welcome to Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. Happy draft day to all anyone and everyone that's listening to the pod today. we made it, folks. We get to see the NFL draft this evening. So let's talk about it from a TCU perspective and see who might go. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Um, Great selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Go to rockauto.com today. Tonight, the TCU player we think is going to get selected is Trayvon Merrick. Safety, um, and excited for him, man. This is a cool journey that he's been on. Thorpe Award winner has been a great contributor for TCU for a while. And the thing about Trayvon is I, I don't even really know where to project him tonight. And he could, I mean, he could even slip into the second round, obviously. These things happen. But he's been all over the map as far as mock drafts go. Now, most experts have him um, as the top safety in the class or second to Richie Grant from UCF as the top safety in the class. I've seen him as high as like 16, 17. 17 being the Las Vegas Raiders. Um... And I've seen him mid twenties, late twenties. In our ultimate mock draft, uh, the Packers took him, and obviously they're in the or they were in the NFC title game last year. And I was reading a uh, an article by Drew Davidson in the Fort Worth Star Telegram today, and he was trying to project where each TCU player might go, and he has Merrick at 31st overall to the Ravens. And if he ends up in Green Bay or Baltimore, those are teams that were in the playoffs. Green Bay made a deep playoff run. So I, I think that'd be a good fit because Trayvon could come in, he can contribute immediately, but he wouldn't necessarily be asked to you know, lead the defense and make all the calls and understand everything immediately. He could kind of learn as he goes, maybe playing some nickel packages mainly to to start his career and then transition into more of a full-time starting role. But point being, I just, I wish I could tell you like really lock in, in picks 10 through 15 tonight, because that's where he could land there. These teams love him, but I can't say that definitively. I know the Cowboys interviewed him. Uh, I highly doubt they'll take him at 10. Maybe they sneak back in the first round and pick him up. Or maybe they hope that he is still around in round two, even though where their round two pick is going to land. I seriously doubt Trayvon will be uh, still on the board. Another thing I didn't realize is if he gets selected tonight, that'll be three years in a row TCU has had a first-round draft pick. A couple years ago, it was LJ Collier to the Seahawks. And last season, you had two and Jeff Gladney and Jalen Rager. And now, potentially, Trayvon. I mean, this is becoming a team, a program, that's churning out NFL talent on a year-in-year-out basis, which is great for recruiting. It's great for the brand. Uh, and it's it's just it's good PR for TCU football. Now, you'd love to see some more wins, and that's – that's ultimately going to be the best PR and the best thing for recruiting is making Big 12 title games, making the playoff potentially. But this is pretty good. Hearing your uh, your school's name called on draft night is a great advertisement for TCU football and the development of, uh, of the players, how they develop their players. Our Darius Washington, um, he will not go tonight, or I highly doubt he'll go tonight, but I think he could be a round two or round three guy. Smaller. I, I've heard the Bob Sanders comparison with him, and Bob Sanders used to be a safety for the Colts. I don't know if you guys remember him, but he was a fun player. Was a thumper. Could also uh, make plays in coverage. And Ardarius ha- has some of those abilities. He's a little undersized, but he packs a punch. He gets in there. He makes plays. And he's a ball hawk. He showed that a couple of years ago. Now, last season, he didn't really have that many interceptions. But he can he can intercept passes. He can track balls down. Force fumbles, he's just always around the ball making plays. And and that, to me, is the biggest asset he's going to bring into the NFL uh, because teams love that. I mean, if you can force turnovers at the college level, they think, oh, man, that guy can force turnovers at the NFL level too. That's a big deal. That's a big deal to NFL teams. The other three guys that are potentially going to get drafted this weekend, uh, Garrett Wallow, and I love Garrett, man. He brought the juice every single time he played was a great leader for that defense, was always around the ball, making tackle after tackle. He's the latest in a long line of Gary Patterson linebackers that just have over 150 tackles, it seems like, every single season. And there have been – I mean, that's been a position where T C really hasn't churned out top-flight NFL talent, but there have been guys that have stuck around, even like Traven Howard, uh, who landed on the Rams and was there for a while. It's a spot where players have been able to, to kind of find their way and make rosters. So I feel like Garrett at the very least could be a special teams contributor. I think he could be a round four, round five possibility. Uh, Drew Davidson actually has him at round four to the Cowboys at 138 overall, which I would love that as a Cowboys fan. And Dallas needs depth of that linebacker position. Sean Lee is retired uh they they're contemplating whether or not to pick up Leighton Vander fifth year option so they have some question marks and then the two tight ends pro wells and Artavius Lynn uh, I think those guys are probably undrafted free agents honestly but maybe somebody picks them up in the seventh round pro wells to me was always just criminally underused I mean I, I liked his skill set I liked his physical ability um he made some big catches some big plays at times I felt like he could have been a bigger red zone threat, but TCU just didn't get in the ball. And because of that, there's not much film there. Uh, I think they're – again, like it's a team – that should, could a team get there in the sixth or seventh round and say, Let me, let's take a flyer in pro wells? Of course. Because, as I said, the physicality the skill set's there. It's just about putting it together and making it more consistent. So, uh, good luck to all the TCU horn Frogs as that draft starts tonight, hopefully – we hear Trayvon Berg's name called, and then we can talk about that on Friday's pod. And then on Monday's pod, we're discussing uh, all the other players that got selected in this year's NFL draft. When we come back, we'll talk um, about a player that was drafted last year from TCU that is unfortunately just not working out at the next level and now has bigger problems than just football. Before we do that, though, Rock Auto is a great business, and they're actually a family business. Um, if you need parts for your car, if you need parts for your vehicle, there's so many makes and models now. There's so many options. It can be overwhelming. What am I getting? Am I getting something that's reliable? Am I getting the right thing? Is this what my car needs? Is it going to crap out of me again in a couple weeks? This is why you should use rockauto.com. Rockauto, they're going to shoot you straight. Uh, they'll help you find exactly what you need. You can search by make and model. You can narrow down your search so you don't have to comb through page after page of parts. It's great for people like me that don't know a lot about cars. It's great for mechanics, do-it-yourselfers. Anybody and everybody can use rockauto.com. They have a how did you hear about us section. Go to that, click on Locked On. rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Again, that's rockauto.com. Locked on Horned Frog Segment 2 coming your way. It is draft day, so we're talking draft. And not to bring the room down too much, but I did want to uh, share with you some audio from one of the radio shows I work on. I ask, uh, we're doing a a mock draft. We're just going through and getting beat writers on from different teams, um, asking them who they would pick in these different scenarios. On one of the shows I work on, Unnecessary Roughness, on Fox 4 Central Texas. And today we had Matthew Collar on who covers the Minnesota Vikings. So with it being uh, a Vikings beat guy, I asked him about Jeff Gladney. And if if you miss his story, Jeff has just finished his rookie season with the Vikings. Um, He was recently arrested or turned himself in on domestic violence charges. He's accused of some pretty heinous crimes against his girlfriend. Um, So the legal process is playing out there. But I asked Matthew what that means for Minnesota and how it changes, if it does change, um, how they approach the draft. So here's that exchange. Matt, uh, seeing that secondary, Jeff Gladney, a guy who we covered in the Big 12, um, he finds himself uh, accused of, of domestic violence. How does his kind of uncertainty change or does it change the Vikings approach at all in this draft?
0: I think it's very possible that it does change the way that they look at it. Um, I know that Mike Zimmer in the past has, not that any team takes it well when a player has an off-field issue like this, but Mike Zimmer has specifically been very upset when players, I mean, Holton Hill was another one Mm -hmm. uh, who got suspended and that kind of, Uh, meant the end for him in minnesota uh Ron Kurse was a safety the vikings had who got arrested and it was sort of the same thing we knew at that point it it was over he doesn't have mike zimmer does not have a whole lot of tolerance for these types of things so you know i think that it puts cornerback back in the possibilities for the first round also i mean the fact that there are some very good corners who could be available in the middle of the first but at very least I, i think it as okay they have four fourth round picks and two third round picks somewhere within those six picks they have to get another guy even though they brought back Mackenzie Alexander even though they signed Patrick Peterson the long term is looking a lot more murky because Jeff Gladney's uh, you know future here is is very unclear And, and not only that too but it's not like Jeff Gladney really played well here last year and I know he was a rookie but there were a lot of rookie moments For Jeff Gladney as well. So, the uncertainty, I think, um, points to the Vikings at some point having to draft a cornerback.
1: So, pretty blunt there. And it sounds like the Vikings are seriously contemplating completely moving on from Jeff Gladney. Um, And I mean, I I can't blame him too much. The the charges are significant, they're very serious. Now, Jeff's going to get his day in court and he'll get a chance to share his side of the story. But right now doesn't look good for him. He has bigger problems than football. I don't want to turn this into a football issue because if, if he's done the things that he's accused of, um, then Jeff's going to have some serious consequences for that. He'll have to face and he he needs to get some help um, if, if that's how he's, you know, handling things. But Mike Zimmer, as Matthew laid out there in the past, He hasn't had any patience or tolerance for accusations like this. And Jeff also just didn't have a good rookie year. And I had heard that. I mean, I I did the Pro Frogs report in the fall. Um, I'll be completely honest with you. I'm a Cowboys fan. I'll watch the Cowboys. And that's most of the NFL I watch because with work and, you know, everything else I'm taking in with college sports, By the time Sunday rolls around, that's my only day to sort of get some things done and recharge a little bit. So I'm not watching – like I don't have Sunday ticket. I'm not watching every game. I didn't watch much Minnesota Viking football this year. I would just – I'd see the stats, and I always thought it was promising that Jeff was showing up in the stat sheet from a tackles perspective because he was – getting a lot of tackles. I know he forced a fumble on Monday Night Football in a big situation. But as a corner, I mean, that's not really the stat you're looking at first. Uh, It's pass deflections, it's interceptions, and he didn't have a whole lot of those. And it wasn't because teams were afraid to throw at him or to him. I think it was deeper than that. So he, he struggled, he had issues, and now he's got a major legal issue on his hands. And I do wonder, I mean, in our first segment I was discussing, hey, you know, TCU's had three star, potentially three straight years of first-round draft picks if Trayvon Barrett gets selected. Jason Verrett was also selected in the first round recently. Um, Josh Doxson. But I do wonder, I, I hope that TCU doesn't get the reputation of a school that produces a lot of bust at the next level, whether it's because of ability or because of, um, off the field issues. And there's been a pretty rough run as of late of guys that just haven't, you know, LJ Collier's got time to figure this out, but the reviews aren't fantastic at the moment. Um, Jalen Rager had a tough rookie season. Now he was hurt a lot and the Eagles had quarterback issues. I mean, it, it wasn't all on, on him, but still, I mean, that it's, It's the case. It's the reality of it right now. Jeff Gladney, he's got this uh, accusations against him now that he has to handle or figure out, as well as not having a good rookie season. And that's not the most important thing, obviously. But, again, it's another guy who just so far hasn't really lived up to expectations. So it was sad for me to hear that, but I just thought I'd – Pass that along to our listeners as well. That's Matthew Collier from Purple Insider. He covers the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Talking about Jeff Gladden, he was a first-round pick last year for Minnesota. We'll come back and wrap things up on today's show. I did want to tell you about BetOnline.ag, though. BetOnline.ag, Lee Sterling, he runs it. He does a daily podcast, Locked on Bets, with Q, who I work with at the radio station. And they do a great job. They give uh, wonderful advice. And if you've enjoyed that, or you want to check it out, you can. But if you if you do enjoy that pod, then the next logical thing is to go to BetOnline.ag and start wagering on these games. I mean, they're doing it all: MLB, NBA, NHL. They're they're diving into all these different sports: the fight game, UFC, and boxing. Football will be back soon enough, and when it's back, they're going to start. Dipping their toe in the college football and NFL waters again. BetOnline.ag—they're your online sportsbook experts. They have news, analysis, um, all the tips you need to have in your back pocket when you start gambling and wagering that money. BetOnline.ag—give it a try today. So, locked on Horn Frogs, wrapping things up. Don't forget, you can subscribe anywhere you get your podcast. Uh, also, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at SimcoxSteven. The show is at Locked on TCU. Again, that's at Locked on TCU. We'll try to have some re- live reaction on both those Twitter accounts tonight. One of the NFL draft. Hopefully we we'll hear Traylon Merrick's name called. And then Garrett Wallow, Artavius Lynn, Pro Wells, and our Darius Washington. Those are also names we hope hear called at some point over the next few days. I'm a, I love the NFL draft. We'll try to have plenty of analysis about that tomorrow. Also on Friday's show, when we wrap things up, We'll discuss uh, TCU baseball on the road against West Virginia. Big series. Texas is playing Texas Tech. Texas and TCU will meet uh, not this weekend, but next weekend. Most likely playing for the Big 12 title, playing for the Big 12 crown. So critical that TCU keeps pace with UT, whatever that looks like. But a sweep would be fantastic. That's obviously the best case scenario. We'll see if the Frogs can get it done. Have not heard what the situation is for Russell Smith. I Have not heard that he's going to be out, so I'm hoping that that's promising. But hopefully we'll see Big Russ pitch on Friday night. What his availability will be, I I also don't know, because if he hasn't pitched in a few weeks, I don't know if they're going to have him go out there and just throw 100 uh, pitches and go six or seven innings. But that would be – the best-case scenario if that happens. And then TCU Soccer, they start their NCAA tournament run Friday afternoon against New Mexico. So best of luck to them, and we'll be monitoring that as well. A lot going on, spring sports in full swing. We'll discuss more of that tomorrow on your home for TCU Athletics, Locked on Horn Frogs.